Let me ask you a question. Do you have a deep knowing that you're only just scratching the surface of where you're capable of taking your business growth? Are you successful but have some invisible hurdles that are slowing you down? Business growth comes from creating and implementing strategies and frameworks, but strategies and frameworks on their own will not take you to the level I know you desire and are capable of. Living in alignment with your unique human design will help you to attract the abundance you are ready for. And I've just created a free guide to help you understand your unique human design blueprint. It's called the Human Design Advantage, and you can get your copy over at samanthariley.global forward slash advantage. It is about, again, inspiring others. I don't think we can motivate people. I think we can inspire them to motivate themselves. But it is around galvanizing a group of people around a particular direction and uh, being able to articulate direction. Spend the time to think about what you want your life and your business to be like in 10 years' time and who do you need to become to be that person today because when that is top of mind, it is a lot easier to reverse engineer what needs to happen. My name is Samantha Riley, and this is the podcast for experts who want to be the unapologetic leader in their industry. We're going to share the latest business growth, marketing, and leadership strategies, as well as discussing how you can use your human design to create success in business and life, inside and out. It's time to take your influence, income, and impact to the level you know you're capable of. Are you ready to make a bigger difference and scale up? This is the Influence by Design podcast. Welcome to today's episode of Influence by Design. I'm your Thursday co-host, Samantha Riley, and joined by my fabulous co-host today, Tim Hyde. How are you, Tim? Uh, I am amazing. Thank you, Sam. Well, that's good because for a minute I was like, are you going to answer? Are you with me? (laughs) I just need to reflect on the gravity of the questions as you asked me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm doing great. I'm doing great. You are a crack up. So good to hear. And I'm saying I'm pleased to see that you're set up in your new home and new office, having recently had to uh, find accommodation <laughs> on a really relatively short notice. Yeah, absolutely. And it's done and office is set up and feeling great. Just looks like the last place, right? Well, it's because I know it looks like probably the last five because this is how I like it to be set up. And I've set it up so many times now, I know where it all goes. Method to your genius, right? Okay. Sam, what are we going to talk about today? Today, I want to talk about long-term thinking and long-term strategy for sustained business growth. And the reason I think that it's really the time to be having this conversation is because at the beginning of 2020, we all had to completely change up what we were doing. We left our long-term visions or pushed them to the side and we completely went on short-term thinking. We needed to pivot. We needed to move quickly. The landscape was changing every hour, if not every day, actually every day, not just every hour. And, you know, we've come out the other side And it's really, really important to get back to that long-term thinking so that we can put our business on the path to sustained business growth. Yeah, and sustainability is so super important for us. You know, the stuff that you talk about through COVID, we were very reactionary. We were very survival mode. We were very like, you know, heightened alert. Mm-hmm. Oh, panic, panic, panic. You know, I just need to do whatever I need to do to survive. And I, we joked, I think, in a couple of episodes about the guy I'd connected with on, on LinkedIn 
pretty much in the beginning of March 2020 when COVID was just a thing. So I'm just going to put my business on on pause for a little while while it while this all just blow over in a couple of weeks. You know, I'll be all good and I'll get back to normal. But you're absolutely right. You know, the, the more focus we can have on this long-term plan, the more likely it is that we actually succeed and continue to move that. And I've been watching as my son turns 17 today, as we record this, a lot of things about the predictors of you know excess in children. And one of those things is grit. And of course, grit is the ability to sacrifice short-term benefit mm. for long-term benefit. Mm-hmm. And I think that really applies to business as well. The more we can sacrifice short-term benefit for long-term benefit, the more likely we are to achieve our goals. Totally. Short, you know, we, we were just talking, short-term thinking does get you quick wins and we do need to mix this up in business because every now and again we do need to get those quick wins on the board. We can't just do everything long-term or everything short-term. It does need to be balanced out. But when we're constantly living in this short-term way of doing business, it can often lead to a lot of missed opportunities. It can lead to us having really detrimental consequences in the long run because we end up not where we're wanting to be. And the other thing is that we can get caught in like the dopamine hit of the the short-term wins and we get caught in these loops where we're exactly what you were saying before, constantly reactionary. And the other thing, and this isn't talked about very often, is that you get caught constantly thinking, I'm too busy. So you never have that time put aside to give yourself the space to come up with the strategy or to come up with the new vision or, you know, to to immerse yourself in in thinking what what if. Mm. And that's really, really, really important as a business owner. Yeah, we can get definitely, I mean, the phrase is we get caught in the weeds, right? We get caught mm-hmm. in the weeds of the day to day. We go to a conference and the next day we're straight back into the weeds again, mm-hmm. firefighting, whatever came up over the over the last, you know, 24 hours or 48 hours or whatever it happens to be. And unless we lift up a head and say, well, okay, that's where I'm, I'm going. And even though I'm doing this right now, that's where I want to be. That's I think that's a really important thing about to keep coming back to what it is we do it. And you and I know, Sam, we talk about this a lot at the beginning of every year as well. That's why we do the year in review, what worked, what didn't work, what am I going to do differently next year? And, you know, theming the current year mm-hmm. as well to go, what am I, and if you haven't done that yet, go and do it right now, right? What am I working towards this year so that all the activities that I do in the weeds are all aligned to where I want to go longer term? Because if they don't, you tend not to go anywhere. Absolutely. You? And whilst you might seem like lots of short-term wins and, yes, I've done that and I've done something else, you find they're not actually aligned actually towards that longer-term vision about what you want for your business and also for your life. Mm-hmm. 100%. So we've come up with three different areas to focus on as to why you would want this long-term thinking. But I think before we even jump into them, I think it's really important to think about before you sit down to do this long-term strategy, rather than think about what do I want to do, I think it's really important to ask a better question, which is who do I want to become? Because it starts to help you to think about if I am to become this person or I am this person today, what needs to happen or what needs to change? I'm going to throw a little curveball at you, Sam, just on that question. I love this. Curveball's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. 
Who is it you want to become? Who do I want to become? So I want to become someone that's got a team that, so, you know, I want over a hundred in my team because I want to become the person that changes that many people's lives and make sure that there's that many people putting food on the table for their children, being able to send their children to the school that they want to. I believe that when I can do that, then the flip side of that is to have a hundred people on my team. I will already be impacting the amount of entrepreneurs and business owners, visionaries, change makers that I want to be changing. So rather than focus on that, who do I want on my support staff to be able to get that to happen? There we go. Love it. Love it. What about you, Tim? Who do you want oh, to yeah, become? I knew this was going to come, damn you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're the one that asked it. You opened the loop. I have to close the loop. <laughs> now I've got to come up with something that's like, you know, inspiring for all our listeners. I was going to say like influential. Well, well, actually, can I just say, hang on, before you say that, the only person that needs to inspire is yourself. Ooh, isn't that profound? Sometimes well, it can be. I just, <laughs> I just have to be better than I was yesterday. I was going to say uh, influential, you know, world leader. Uh, but I think the same as you, the thing that I see a lot as marketers, we don't really do anything, right? The impact that of what it is that we create is really felt through the ripple effect that we have on our clients and their staff and their families mm-hmm. as well, right? I've always been very much driven by this idea of betterer, mm-hmm. okay? Better than better. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what is it that we can do to leave a betterer effect on the people whose lives we touch? Mm. Right? So very similar to yours. Mm. Absolutely. And I think that just listening to what you said and and reflecting on what I said, it is so important to have this idea as a business owner because the week to week, the month to month, the year to year is a roller coaster. And if you don't have that big vision of why it's important, it's so easy to get off the roller coaster. It's so easy to say, I'm out. I don't want to do this anymore. Because for all of the amazing wins and the reason that we do what we do, there are some awful things that we have to go through and things that we don't enjoy. So it's really important to keep our eye on that big vision. Yeah. Oh, look, it's, one, it's what gets you out of bed in the morning right, and drives you to keep doing what you do through adversity. Totally. 100%. Thank you. Thank you, Simon Sinek, for that you know, <laughs> inspiring little bit of you know, psychological insight. We're surrounded by some amazing people in this world, right? We are indeed. We are indeed. Number one for you, what do you think it is? I think it's building a sustainable competitive advantage. And this isn't possible if we're just really focusing on short term, but we need to focus on creating something that's unique, something that's constantly moving the needle and improving our products and services because there's always going to be new things coming onto the market, new technologies, we're only seeing the very beginning of what artificial intelligence is doing within the business world. This is going to, you know, ramp up at an exponential rate. So we need to be thinking about how can we improve our products, our services? How can we build lasting customer relationships? And that, you know, we really need to think about that right from the beginning and think, what do we want this to look like in 10 years time so that we can reverse engineer it? Rather than just thinking, I need money in the bank in six weeks, what can I whip together? Yeah, like I, I agree with you. And the key 
phrase that comes to mind for me here is is innovation. Mm-hmm. How do we innovate in a way that gives us, as you said, that sustainable competitive advantage? Right. I used to joke years ago, you know, and I, th- I watch, you know, me, Sam. I'm a big fan of Shark Tank and Dragons Den and all those. Mm, I love that stuff. One of the in- inevitable questions they always ask is, "Do you have a patent for that?" Mm-hmm. Right? Because the patent is the protection for your your competitive advantage. But I don't view patents like that. One of the things that I view as as competitive advantage is your ability to quickly innovate and adapt to the market. And to me, that's the only competitive advantage that ever exists. Mm-hmm. How quickly you can read the market and how quickly you can adapt to what it is that your customers want and need from you. Mm. I'm going to actually just pause it here for two seconds because this could be really interesting conversation in that I'm talking about building something that's super sustainable. So thinking about, well, what do we want this to be in 10 years and reverse engineering it? And the difference between that and pivoting all the time and what was coming to mind as you were talking were the people that were book coaches that suddenly pivoted to being crypto coaches to have suddenly all of a sudden pivoted to being experts in chat GPT. You know the people I'm talking about, right? So what's the difference in your words between pivoting and staying at the forefront and completely, completely just going with the flow? Because to me, that's short-term thinking. Yeah, it is short-term thinking. Where I'm talking really is the ability to kind of focus on a market and adapt to what that market needs, not necessarily changing you, but changing you know, around your your ideal customer that you understand. Mm-hmm. And I think where we see the individuals that you're talking about, you know, jumping between thing to thing to thing to thing is that they're really, you know, what comes across to me is I don't really know what I'm doing and I'm just trying whatever comes up to, again, mm-hmm. short-term thinking, make, you know, I need to pay the mortgage this month and therefore I'll launch a chat GPT course. The next quick buck. The next quick buck. And we see it when you know, we're surrounded by it all the time. Maybe you and I, Sam, are, are probably see it a lot more in our feeds than than you, our listener, does. But my social media feed is literally chock full of here's a new thing, here's a new thing, here's a new thing, here's a side hustle. If I see a different person tell me about the same side hustle to sell T-shirts on Instagram, I am going to <laughs> shoot myself. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. It's almost as if the same the company's gone and hired 15 different influencers to produce the same video, which is great, okay? And I, I love the idea of a side hustle. But we're talking about that real understanding of the value proposition that you create for the market that you can serve with your company, not about trying 700 different things to different markets. Totally, totally. So that's number one. Number two, what would you say is number two? I think number two, and this is something I've been really focused on lately, as I know you are always, Sam, this is never far from yours, Mm -hmm. and that's around building a strong company culture. Mm -hmm. And I think this is absolutely critical to transition your business from a thing that you work in right, to a thing that you work on. Kiyosaki talks about this in, in his four quadrants, in Rich Dad, Poor Dad, going from having a job to owning a job to owning a business to ultimately kind of having investments, right? And there's an underpinning sort of idea of exits mm-hmm. in that as well. How do you exit yourself out of your current role to work on a higher purpose? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think unless you have a really strong company culture, 
around this, you cannot achieve those exits. I 100% agree because the culture needs to be enough that your team will take ownership of the growth of your vision. So it's not even your company, it's the growth of your vision. And if they don't understand what your vision is, they can't action that. They can't buy into that and understand what it is they're doing. I'll give you a really great example of some good culture. I was speaking with my team this morning. We're recording this on a Monday and we always have a team meeting on a Monday. And one of the things that we were talking about, and I've been banging on about this till they're they don't their ears are bleeding is i'm all about the systems and creating you know systems and processes and this morning we were coming or we were talking about how we can use artificial intelligence to create some of our systems so the the business is fully systemized and i said i know that you guys aren't as excited about that as i am and you know that's when everyone stops and went no 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 we're as excited as you are and we want to take this with both hands and and you know implement what we've just talked about that is great company culture that my vision is then passed on to them and they action that without any yeah i think that's so critical there ryan it is about again inspiring others and i i don't think we can motivate people i think we can inspire them to motivate themselves Mm -hmm. but it is around you know galvanizing a group of people around a particular direction and uh, being able to articulate direction and i think there's almost no Maybe if you're a sole operator, <laughs> you can probably get away with not having it. But you know, if as soon as you get that first employee, I think it's even critical when you've only got one employee or one VA in your team to kind of really articulate that on a monthly or quarterly basis to say, hey, just a quick reminder, this is where we're going towards. You know, how can we as a team collaborate? Well, we've got a collective responsibility for the success of this company because I'm employed by it as well <laughs> as mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And if we don't, if I'm going towards it and you're not, and you're just along for the journey for the paycheck, we won't get there as quickly as if we go there together. Totally. And I just want to go back. You said something that I really have loved so much, and that is that we can't motivate our team, but we can influence them to motivate themselves. That was a value bomb right there. So we've talked about building sustainable competitive advantage, building a strong company culture. And number three is developing resilience. Because this is the ability to adapt to change. And I guess this does come back to what you were talking about or we were talking about a lot in when we were talking about competitive advantage, that we need to be able to adapt quickly, not necessarily completely flip our business model, but we do need to adapt to change so that we, you know, have the resilience to withstand these challenges that are going to come up, these unexpected events. And, you know, we need to be able to move forward so that we can navigate these times and come out stronger on the other side. You're absolutely right. And I think it's, it can be little minor things. Okay. So as I mentioned before, it's my son's birthday today. He turned 17. You know, my wife was putting together some party bags and all of a sudden she said, can you adapt your day to help me out this afternoon? Because mm-hmm. I'm behind, right? And some stuff came up. So sure, see if we can move a couple of meetings, right? It could be something as simple as that to... A major illness or, or injury or something from a key staff member. I think you're so right about that resilience to withstand changes and setbacks, right? And it could be just a little micro thing like, you know, someone's cancelled a meeting on you or you have to postpone something because something else has come up and you have to, I don't know, help out with a kid's birthday party like I have to do this afternoon. 
you know, something is that, you know, as simple and as small as that and how you adapt, but still keep that longer term vision in place mm-hmm. or a big one, right? Key staff member retires or resigns unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? These are things that happen as we move towards our journey, you know, whether they be personal events or, or business events that sort of can knock us around. We do need that resilience to sort of go, I know this has knocked me back, but I'm still working towards you know, this bigger vision. Mm, Totally. So today we've been talking a lot about long-term visions and I think that the thinking that I want to leave people with is to spend the time to think about what you want your life and your business to be like in 10 years' time and who do you need to become to be that person today because when that is top of mind, it is a lot easier to reverse engineer what needs to happen and start to think about, what changes need to be made in my business right now to be able to achieve that 10-year vision? Mm. You know, what does my team need to look like? What mentors or coaches do I need to hire now? What technology needs to change or systems and processes? What product offering needs to change? There's so many things that you can begin to think about when you know where you're heading. I need to, I'm going to try an extra one there, but, you know, from a different perspective also. Yeah. What relationships and thinking do you need to let go of? Oh, that right there that's a whole episode bites there (laughs) absolutely you've come out with some gold today tim you're on fire i am i am indeed i want to leave people today with a thought this is one of my favorite quotes from bill gates actually and he is credited with saying that people overestimate what they can do in one year but underestimate what they can do in 10 Mm. and i think you know no question his his business acumen but looking at it he would have absolutely had this you know, 10, 20, 30-year vision for Microsoft when he founded it. Mm-hmm. That was, he was relentless in pursuing build the culture and the competitive advantage and resilience around all the things that affected him in his life to get to where he is today as one of the, you know, foremost business leaders of our age. Absolutely. You know, and if we keep on track of that, right, keep focused on the fact that you will underestimate what you can achieve in 10 Right, you'll actually get further than you think you will. Absolutely. We hope that you've enjoyed today's episode and that it sparked some thoughts for you, some thoughts that can take you into dreamland and dream about what it is that you want to achieve in your next 10 years. Thanks for listening and for joining us for another episode. We'll catch you next Tuesday for another episode of Influence by Design. Ciao. Thanks for joining me for this episode of the Influence by Design podcast. If you want more, head over to influencebydesignpodcast.com for the show notes and links to today's gifts and sponsors. And if you're looking to connect with other experts who are growing and scaling their business too, join us in the Coaches, Thought Leaders and Changemakers community on Facebook. The links are waiting for you over at influencebydesignpodcast.com. Thank you.